This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. This is the Red Bull Rant podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of Espanation Once Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 190, Blue Moves. Blue, blue, blue moves. So did you guys have a good 4th of July? Because I didn't have a good 3rd of July. <laughs> Aside from the rain. You know, it didn't actually really, it didn't really rain here on July 4th. It was kind of surprising. Well, you lucked out. I got not, to see not really, because it's been humid all week. <laughs> I got to see the New York fireworks for the first time since I was a little kid, and my little and my little red hat fell in a porta potty, and I was very upset. I and let me tell you, I actually had a wonderful July third, but we will get to that shortly. <laughs> well, since, since we're gonna get there, my July third ended pretty much with that uh, disaster of a game. Mm-hmm. Okay, see that was your problem. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid me trying to do yard work, you know, in the middle of the afternoon when there's a soccer game on at noon and then having to watch the game later. <laughs> yard work at noon, you fool! The shame. In July. Yeah. <laughs> in the heat. Anyway. Anyway. One team that didn't do a good amount of work was the Red Bulls. They Blue. didn't know yard work. <laughs> no one. It's sad that yard work actually makes sense in that context. Anyway. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, took on New York City FC. Of course, as we all know, lost 2 nothing, and the New York City FC celebrated like they won MLS Cup. Yeah, they did. Team <laughs> pictures afterwards. Because why not? <laughs> you did it! Only your first win in New York in, I don't know, what, let's see, four, six games? Yeah. The July 3rd, 2016 champions. <sighs> let's, let's just... Get, get this out of the way, get it over with. <laughs> Truman, what did you dislike about this one? Well, you know, when we were making predictions, I, I think, Jay, I think you had it more on point with uh, a low-scoring game uh, because of that 12 o'clock start, and that's pretty much what it was. It was a... The Red Bulls looked tired from the get-go. Tired, lost, and that was a team that was just worn down to the nub. At kickoff and uh, showed really no signs of life throughout the game. Really, uh, one chance that could have gone in had not Mike Grella been laying there. So, really, that was their best opportunity of the whole game. But yeah, I think you just got to dislike that. Clearly, the team was exhausted. Clearly, um, the good news being that we're done with that for now. We're done, and we can move on. But. Not the team I thought. I thought it was going to be a high-scoring game. Like I said, I think I predicted a 3-2 game. So uh, Pat, Pat was the one that predicted low-scoring. He said 1-1, by the way. Okay, I thought you said one nothing. Am I wrong? I said 3-1. Oh, okay. All right, so Pat was, was more on, on top of it. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Get, just, give me credit. Just, you know, uh, July at noon. Those are always fun. Red Bulls love playing at noon o'clock, noon o'clock and 1 o'clock. You know, during afternoons, those work out well. Um, so yeah, just, just the idea of the team looking tired, that's gotta be my big dislike. Um, you know, well, I'm just going to say the team is tired. They can start a full, uh, a starting 11. We all know know why. I know where this is going. Uh, No, exactly. We all know why. So I'm just going to leave it there. You know exactly what my feelings are. So (laughs) I'm not going to bore anybody else. I'm just leaving it there. The shame is that, uh, since Pat also watched the game on a delay, I, I did some tweeting about uh, the game and the previous result, um, and I uh, got some mixed feelings there. I got some uh, people all riled up about that because you couldn't start that full healthy 11. Now they care when it's hmm. a derby game. They're like, oh, it's not really a derby game, and then they act like it's a derby game. Okay. Sure. Whatever. Moving on. <clears throat> so, I... I bring this up because it's been, I don't know how many weeks it's been since I've done this kind of thing, but consistent refereeing, can it just please, please happen? 
Oh my God! Can, I, I'm gonna I, listen. Get into it. Wait, I am. I am not excusing the Red Bulls' loss on the referee because no. the Red Bulls played like shit. But the referee did a terrible job, also. Uh, bef- like a minute before the first goal, there was a clear handball outside the Red Bulls' box that wasn't called. It kept the ball in the area that allowed New York City to get that uh, corner kick. There, uh, who was it? R.J. Allen, the, the, his shove off the ball. After the play was over on Zizzo, they got nothing. But thankfully, we got the same thing in return in the second half, so I guess they can't claim about that too much. Um, Dax McCarty gets an elbow to the head and nothing being handed out. Um, I, How about the fact that David Villa probably could have punched someone in the face and not getting carded for it? That, that's pretty. Much, that's what exactly happened to Dax. He pretty much got, well, with the yeah. shoulder, but he got an arm to the face and nothing happened. Yeah, Villa did everything but punch a guy right in the face in that game. Everything. Everything, diving, shoving, everything. And then, so against Columbus, um, who was it? Uh, Kleshin got carded, I think, for simulation. Right. Yeah, I, I can't remember which foul it was, but there was a, there was a it was a foul by the Red Bulls. But I mean, come on, like the acting that goes on and all this, and none of this gets simulation. Right. Like, and don't get me wrong, I'm 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 sure I could point that opp- or opportunities in the Red Bulls. I just can't think of it that do the same thing, but. You know, there were some really bad examples of acting on display by New York City that weren't given a simulation. And you know what? If if there's legitimate foul, fair play, give the foul. But if you're going to crack down on simulation, you have to across the board. It can't just be... Uh, it's just the same refrain about our freeze every week. Just all we want is consistency. That's right. all we want. No, I'm with you. <clears throat> it's tell, Like, um, uh, who was it? Colin... His his cleats basically raked the guy, no card, which it didn't matter in the end because he got another yellow to begin with, so he's out for the next game. But, I mean, he could have been red carded. R.J. Allen could have been red carded. Um, I didn't think Duvall deserved to be a straight red, but uh, at that late in the game, I don't know. Well, let's, uh, let's face it, Chris Duvall needs a week off. He needs a couple weeks off. I guess the, I would say the whole Red Bulls team needs a week off, honestly. Cristobal did not have a good game, even though he definitely got turf-monstered on that god-awful field um, that eventually led to the corner, which led to the first goal. But, I mean, ooh, ooh, guy. He had a, he's, he's had a bad few weeks. Yeah. Well, the Red Bulls in general have had a bad few weeks. so For sure. Now, now we get to move off of that stuff, so hopefully the, the quote week off will help. At le- hey, at least the first team didn't have to play Club America. Yeah, the big win! You can't beat us in friendlies. Unstoppable killing machine in friendlies. NYRB2, 2 nothing in friendlies. They're unstoppable. First Chelsea in South America. Who's next, huh? <laughs> Who's what, I think I saw it, actually. Inter Milan and somebody else. They'd be, they'd be scared. I'd be, I'd be nervous if I were them. Uh, so was there anything we could like about this game? Uh, not about this game, but Damian Perrinel played just last night. Yeah. So he's back. I, you know, I, I can't complain too much about that day because uh, I should have watched the Mets game instead because they whipped up on the Cubs, and that, that kind of brightened my spirits after the Red Bull debacle, and then I went to a super awesome uh, party in Bridgewater. So, uh, fun day, uh, and I was able to kind of wash that stink of the Red Bulls game out. I got to go to a, three bars in Bayonne, one called Bucanaz, although we think we're mispronouncing it, another called Big Apple Sports, and another called The Rock, and they were all fun. Hmm. And I think I got a quick check sub at the end of the night. Did they have, uh, let me ask them, did they have food at the Rock? Uh, we got there at 1 in the morning, so it was not food time. But but do you think they serve food? They might. And do you think if when they're serving food, could you smell it? Mm, maybe. So oh. you're saying... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I see where he's going. Uh, hey, 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 wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my like of the game, and this is gonna sound really stupid, because I can't like anything that happened on the field. No, um, so since the game was on ESPN and I had to watch on tape delay, mm-hmm. and this this is going this is purely from a guy who has cut the cord, doesn't have cable, relies on ways around the system. ESPN, thank you for at least having. You know your stuff available after the fact with the actual ESPN announcers. This is a pet peeve of mine. So when Fox does the game, 
if I use Fox Soccer to go, I can't listen to the actual Fox sports announcers. I have to listen to one lonely British guy calling the game. <laughs> but, but then it's like you and the British guy are together, so you like lonely together. But I don't get to talk to him, so it doesn't really work. You can. You just yell at the TV and pretend he's responding. Well, I yell at the TV anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But British guy, what are you saying? Like, it's okay, Jason, we're here together. <laughs> if only. How about the fact that before the game started, they were showing all these clips of uh, the Red Bulls fans um, on the streets and in the subway heading to the game, uh, which were clips from last year's game? <laughs> well, I mean, come on. In fairness, in fairness, they probably thought there were going to be some bottles thrown. So you can't really blame them for trying to not, you know, videotape this year because of the quote history of violence that is starting to come up around these these games, unfortunately. Well, this time they were smart and let the Red Bulls fans into the stadium. It seemed like six a.m. Oh, you mean they did what security supposed to do in terms of visiting? Right, time? right. Imagine that. Yeah. Well, so wasn't the police presence like way higher this time? Like they were actually prepared this time. Hmm. Like, I feel like I saw a tweet by Dave Martinez about how, like, there were cops on the subway just basically saying, like, t- telling Red Bulls straight out as soon as they got on the train, like, yeah, you're going here. That's where you're going as soon as you get off the train. That way. That way. Like, Third yeah. time was the charm, clearly. Yeah. All right. Uh, predictions for this one, we kind of already mentioned it. I was 3-1. Pat was 1-1. Truman was a 3-2 win. So nobody got it right. Um, so current standings are still... Pat, 12, Truman, or sorry, myself, 10, Truman, 7, and none of us have scored a point since week 15. We're almost almost like the Red Bulls. Just like the Red Bulls. Almost. At least they've earned some draws. (laughs) We're dropping Uh, points, my friends. We're dropping points. The high high score all of last year is 25, so we're we're almost almost halfway to 25. Mm. All right. Um... So, anything else on that game? No. Dear God, no. Nothing. All right, with that, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have on with us from Stumptown footy, William Conwell. We'll be back with more Red Bull Rant right after this. Stumptown! Welcome back to Rebel Rant. We want to welcome on to the show today from Stumptown Footy, a SB Nation blog covering the Portland Timbers, managing editor William Conwell. William, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Can I just say Stumptown? I love saying that. <laughs> I think it's my favorite thing to say now. As All of right. today. As of today. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'll change my mind next week. It's fine. I just yeah. like saying Stumptown. So Portland Timbers coming off of a surprising playoff run, winning MLS Cup last year in 2015, and you guys find yourselves uh, right below the playoff line so far this year. Uh, was this something that you guys, as a fan base, kind of expected, or is this kind of you feel like it's kind of a hangover from MLS Cup run? I mean, how do you, the, the fan base feel right now about how the season has progressed up to this point? We we maybe should have expected a, a little bit of a, a hangover from the Timbers. Um, a big part of the team's run later on was, uh, well, in, in their solid play throughout the year, was the this the strength of the defense. Uh, and when they sold Jorge Villafania, you know, it was for all the right reasons. The player wanted to leave. Uh, you know, the team got a, a decent amount from it. You know, it was it was a good deal. Uh, I think everyone really underestimated how difficult it would be to replace his contributions to the back line. Add that in to just a ridiculous number of injuries to start off the season. Uh, and, you know, it's it's not unexpected, especially for MLS. Uh, but it is a little disappointing. But don't you feel you can milk that title for, like, at least 10 years. Listen, if the Red Bulls win a title, I'm milking it for another 20. Like, I'm totally <laughs> fine with that. But also, I'm a Mets fan, so I've been milking the 86 World Championship for uh, 30 years. 
Yeah, the uh, the one cup don't care sort of sentiment <laughs> right. was going pretty strong early in the season. Uh, it started to flag a little bit at this point, but really, uh, you know, as long as Seattle hasn't won one, I mean, that's something we'll derive a lot of enjoyment from around these parts. That must have been a real treat when you guys won last year. Just, just, just uh, uh, bask in the glow. Let it listen to how you felt after that. It was pretty fantastic. Uh, I mean, were you were you upset because Seattle uh, invented MLS Cup? Uh, you know, that actually made it all the sweeter. Uh, the fact that they did invent MLS Cup, but the Timbers won one before they did, uh, you know, was pretty nice. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to be serious for one second. And uh, since the team is, I mean, it's it's at 500, it's mediocre, but again, it's it's MLS, so who really cares? Um, what's been so far in this part of the season that's been kind of like the shining player on the team? Uh, well, I mean, you've got to look at Fernando Adi. You know, he's up there in the gold charts. Uh, he's been sort of central to basically everything the team does from an offensive standpoint. Um, you know, he just he just bullies defenders. Uh, there's really very few people in the league who can match him for pure physicality. Uh, and then when you add to that package the fact that he can score goals and he does have a surprisingly nice touch, you know, he's a guy that, uh, that you know, people can really look at and say, you know, we could really do something with him on the pitch. And of course, there have been the, uh, the mutterings that he wants to leave, uh, which is a little <laughs> disheartening, um, but... You know, he's not going anywhere until the end of the year. You really have to think. So, you know, we gotta gotta get the most out of him right now while we can. Um, I, I just want to mention this real quick. I know Jay was gonna ask something, but uh, just to preview this game a little bit, we always had because you're talking about players leaving. Um, we always like to do this thing where uh, we like to ask our guests to pick a player on the Red Bulls who you'd most want to uh, look out for. Who's the guy you have to defend? Who's the guy you gotta stop? I would say 80% of the people who've been on the show have actually said Lloyd Sam in the past. Well, can't do it anymore. So I want you to pick someone new that you think the Portland Timbers absolutely have to stop in this game. Uh, well, um, I guess I just have to go with Question. Uh, um, you know, he's he's been a favorite of mine for a long time personally, but just the fact that he is capable of providing so much to the players around him. Uh, you know, I would love to see him just shut down for the game because, you know, if, if assists aren't coming, then that uh, that just makes everything uh, more difficult for the rest of the side. The Timbers have not had a lot of luck on the road this season, just like the Red Bulls. Uh, unlike the Red Bulls, though, the Timbers have failed to win so far on the road this year. What has kind of been the big difference for the Timbers in their home play versus their play on the road? Uh, well, it seems like the Timbers have really had sort of a difficult go of it on the road so far this year. Um, you know, I, it, as with all MLS teams, they're, they're obviously a lot better at home uh, than they are on the road. That's, that's the case for just about everyone except what your neighbors there in New York. Um, but the, uh, for the Timbers, I think that uh, just none of the none of the bounces have gone their way, uh, and <laughs> when the bounces aren't going your way, you need to get something really special out of your team to win games, and that they just haven't done that on the road at all this year. How hard is it travel-wise for a team like Portland? Because when you look at the Red Bulls, I mean they can take bus trips to uh, a bunch of these games, clearly to New York, to Philly, to DC. Uh, even New England, I I think they take a bus up to New England, actually. How hard is it for you guys when the closest rival is Seattle, and that's a three-hour drive? Yep, right around there. Uh, you know, it's it definitely takes its toll. Uh, I think the Timbers, they don't travel the most of anyone in the league, but they're always up there. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a difficult thing for the team. Um but, uh, you know, it's something that they have to do every year. And last year they were one of the strongest road teams in the league. So you can't really put it on that too much. Pat, I know you want to ask a question. Yeah, I guess it's off, it's off topic of the game. But 
Um, you, you guys are going to be in the CONCACAF Champions League this year. Um, are, are you fans excited about that tournament? Like, it seems like it, it varies from fan base to fan base. Uh, yeah, people are definitely excited about that here. Um, you know, it's it's something that people would really like to see the teams or prove themselves on a uh, on a greater scale. Uh, and that's always you know that's that's always nice. But this is a really difficult group that the Timbers have drawn, from my point of view. I mean, anytime you have Saprisa in your group, you're uh, you're not in for a good time. <laughs> no, no. No, you know, no. it's it's going to be it's going to be an interesting one, but yeah, people are definitely excited uh, about that this year. Awesome. So, does the Timber Army have their own frequent flyer program or something like that to cover all these people going to Champions League? Because I know Timber's fans travel pretty well, but I can't imagine those are going to be easy trips for fans to make. Well, uh, I mean, when you look at like uh, at the Timbers 2014. Uh, CONCACAF appearance, um, you know, some people made some pretty long, uh, pretty long trips for that match or for those matches. Uh, you know, we had people showing up at, at both, uh, both of the away games. Um, and I think that that'll be the case again this year. Now, the one sort of disappointing thing is that although the Timbers have an actual airline as their kit sponsor, uh, Alaska Airlines, they're not going to be particularly helpful when it comes to flying down to. <laughs> Do you think the plane would melt if it actually flew down there? That's my understanding. Yes, <laughs> it is in fact made of ice. <laughs> how many how many times has uh, Timber Joey's chainsaw been confiscated at the airport? Uh, there, there uh, have not been any incidents that I'm aware of. Uh, but that being said, I have a lot of respect for the team's uh, media and PR departments. Uh, they know what they're about, so it, it could happen all the time. I don't know. We, we have a, a friend who actually was a guest on this show for some odd reason because, really, we had no good guests in our early years. And uh, he despises Timber Joey. I mean, despises him. with. He also despises Teddy Goosevelt. And I, I won't mention his name, but he knows who he is. Let me just say, uh, I, I, I love Timber Joey. Ooh, and my photo is a picture with him because I think he is cool. And I thought Timber Jim was badass too. Just, just want to throw that out there. Well, I mean, for me, the first time I ever met Timber Joey was uh, at a food truck downtown at like 3 a.m. Uh, so I, I can't say anything bad about the man. Boom, there, right there, there you go. <laughs> uh, Alright, so I guess we're going to get into this game. Uh, this is a long, this is clearly, we talked about road travel and flying, and this is, aside from what the Revs or Orlando, this is pretty much one of the longest trips you can take all the way to New Jersey for the game. What are your honest expectations for a team who has not uh, won on the road, playing a team that has been struggling in these past few weeks. Uh, what are you looking? What do you think the result's going to be? Uh, just give us a little bit of a prediction here. Um, what do I think the result's going to be? Okay, what would you like to happen in this game? <laughs> I think that the Timbers are are perfectly capable of getting a result. Uh, they're on a pretty good run of form right now. They're not lighting the world on fire, but they are sort of uh, starting to develop a consistency, which you know, is good. Uh, and uh, even without Diego Valeri, it sounds like he's going to be out for this one. Um, I think they're sort of starting to put it together this year. Uh, that being said, cross-country road trip, always going to be difficult. Um, so I'm hoping for a tie. Uh, I hesitate to make <laughs> <laughs> How many times do you think Caleb Porter and uh, Jesse Marsh will be at each other's throats in this match? Oh, that's a good. That's actually a really good question. Hmm. Um. Let's set the over under on televised confrontations at seventy percent of the game. <laughs> <laughs> now we know Jesse Marsh likes to run soccer balls to the fight. What would? <laughs> Oh boy! What would humor? What would Porter's weapon of choice be? Uh, well, um, he is a known uh, pointer, 
you got to watch out for his jab. <laughs> uh, he also is uh, pretty much always got a Timbers Army scarf with him. Uh, and I don't know how he would deploy it, but I feel like he would get uh, some good use out of it. Hey, listen, Daniel Cormier is looking for an opponent this Saturday, UFC 200, so he could step right in there. That's Saturday. He can be on a plane right to the Red Bulls uh, Timbers game on Sunday. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so does that, beg the, does that beg the question, does either coach get thrown out of this game? Because I feel like I don't think it happened last time, but I feel like this is a game that would be ripe for it because even though it's more of a friendly rivalry, the Red Bulls and Portland games have always been a little heated at times, especially when playing in Portland, apparently, because I remember last year that, uh, what was it, um, Mar- Marsh like bounced past the ball before a throw-in and created the Felipe like, 30-yard goal, and it, it just seems like there's always special moments in these games, even though it's not really a rivalry, so... Just kind of curious, do you think, like, what's something, like, out of the blue that you think might actually happen on on Sunday? Uh, let's see. I mean, my first instinct uh, is something having to do with, like, a Thierry Henry return and handball. <laughs> <laughs> something outlandish that could actually happen. Don't know what you're talking about there. <laughs> hey, France does play Sunday. You never know. <laughs> And, and, um, and Portland wears green. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. The stars are aligning. No, wait, that's, that's on the other coast. Never mind. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, as, as far as an outlandish thing uh, that could happen, I'm going to say uh, a Darlington-Nagby goal. Uh, yeah. That is, believe me, significantly outlandish. <laughs> Leaving many a national team fan confused and wondering how they should feel. <laughs> Nagby's scoring record for the U.S. men's national team is significantly better than it is for the Portland Timbers. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> That's not a reflection on Darlington Nagby's quality. That's a reflection on the amount of time that Jurgen Klinsman played Darlington. Oh, my Nagby. God. No kidding. Oh, man. All right, well, I have one more question, um, and then I'll let these guys – I don't know if they have any more, but I have – Listen, I came up with this idea when it was Rivalry Week, whatever that was, a few weeks ago. And I have this genius idea, and I'm trying to put all these teams in great great places to play a rivalry game. Now, what would you think Portland Timber, Timbers, Seattle Sounders, at the, 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 the uh, Tacoma Dome? Uh, Tacoma is Seattle, not New <laughs> Come on, it's like the meth capital. It's like meth Seattle. That would be fun. If, if I've got to go... Uh, to Seattle to watch uh, watch anything Seattle. I want to do it in a relatively nice stadium. So <laughs> you don't want to play in dilapidated Tacoma Dome? Fast. Oh, oh, damn. I'm thinking how cheap you can get tickets from the tweakers. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I bought this for $30. I'll take the best offer. Just three bucks. So. <laughs> well, I'm trying. Listen, I'm trying to make that game happen. Apparently I have no backers on this one. Pat, you got anything? No, I'm good. Good, Jay. All right, so we usually wrap up with a prediction. I know we kind of talked about this earlier. You said you're looking for a draw, a scoreline prediction. What do you think is going to happen on Sunday? Well, uh, I mean, my instinct for a New York uh, versus Timbers game is like 3-3 or something like that. Um, So naturally I'm going to go the opposite way and call it a a 0-0. (laughs) <laughs> a real slobber knocker <laughs> alright so uh, William where can our listeners find you and your writing online uh, well you can find me over at stumptownfooty.com uh, and you can find me on twitter at William Conwell Beautiful. stumptown <laughs> uh, I can't wait until next week and Truman doesn't say that anymore <laughs> All right, well, William, thank you for taking time to talk to us today. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, and we'll have more Red Bull Rant right after this. Welcome back to Rebel Rant. Once again, I want to thank 
uh, William Conwell for coming on. Uh, you can read his stuff at stumptownfooty.com and Espedition blog. Stumptown! Uh, so before we talk about the match against Portland, we do have a little bit of news to talk about. Uh, missed, missed, well, I say little because it's one item, but it's not little. Uh, Lloyd Sam, winner for the New York Red Bulls, is no longer with the Red Bulls. He I has been him. traded to DC United for allocation money. Oof. Yikes. Uh, so, obviously, this means the Rebels have more money to spend. We know that they were kind of looking for some more attacking help, so if they are to buy anybody, I imagine that that's what it's going towards is attacking help. Um, thoughts on this? I don't know who, which one of you guys wants to go first. I, I haven't had a chance to really let it sink in because of work, so... Well, I'll, I'll say this about the trade. Uh, first of all, with the news broke as of what? Yesterday that they said that he was going to be expendable and then by today he's gone? Uh, the, the bad news is he's going to D.C. That's really the worst thing for us. That's the worst thing for him. How can you go from playing at Red Bull Arena with a great facility and everything else and you go to that dump? That I feel terrible for him. Oh, yeah. um, but here's the thing that's kind of me, kind of bugging me. A lot of people were kind of running Lloyd Sam into the ground this year, um, saying he's a year older, he's not playing the way he used to play. Right, hey, listen, I'm not faulting anybody for saying it because the signs were definitely there for sure. But then don't have a freak out when he gets traded. Oh, yeah. Have a freak out if he gets traded to D.C., but don't act shocked when he's gone. I mean, people were already talking about this. So, and he has, I mean, he fell out of the starting lineup, so that's never a good sign. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's just a shame as to where he's going. But, uh, hey, Red Bulls better do something with this money. Oh, yeah. No, that, that's the first thing I thought. I mean, I'm actually, you know, I'm one of those people that definitely does, did think he was a year older, doesn't have the same effect on the game that he used to. Um, so... I'm not shocked he was traded and one of the ones traded. And, you know, it, it's for the allocation money that only tells me they have something pretty much lined up right now. I was actually reading an article by our good friend Matt Doyle who said uh, two guys from Peru uh, or two guys from the Copa America may be on the roster. Let me get their name or the, not the roster, the, uh, on the agenda, so to speak. I know that's wrong, no word, but whatever. But uh, basically, Jefferson Montero of Ecuador and Edison Flores. Uh, discovery list? Is that what you're thinking of? No, no, no. Just on the um, on their radar. There you go. Oh, okay. Um, so I definitely think they're going to fill that hole. Um, and we'll see. I mean, I, I, I do think, I mean, just you, even judging by, you know, Dave Martinez's article about uh, Gonzalo Verone, I don't think he's the one who's going to fill the role. I mean, Verone apparently – According to Dave Martinez, anyway, uh, Verone came to this ta- the Red Bulls kind of with the assumption he would play a second striker role, not a winger. Uh, he was actually leaving. <laughs> he wanted to leave Argentina because he w- didn't want to be a winger anymore. So he doesn't really have a role in this team right now. And, you know, he, he you know, so I, I don't see that being the solution. I don't see Alex Mule being the solution. They wouldn't have traded Lloyd Sand for allocation money if this is, they were going to stand pat. So, I think that's the big uh, question. Who are they going to bring in? Is it going to be a DP? Is it going to be someone they're going to pay down with allocation? Um, and we shall see. But um, hopefully they fix that soon. I mean, so I doubt they'll get it done by Sunday because right now it looks like they'll have a hole for Sunday. Well, I mean, we kind of know who's starting, right? It's going to be Alex Mule. It's not like we, have, mm-hmm. we don't know who the starter is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, sucks that he went to D.C. Uh, probably in the long term the right move. I mean, hell, the last time we made a trade with DC, we got Dax McCarty, right? That that was a a big steal. So we, the Red Bulls do have a history of at least getting something big out of a trade with DC. Yeah, uh, Jaime Moreno, which you don't remember. Oh, actually, so those things happen too. Uh, wait, actually, before, after Dax McCarty was Kamar Lawrence, technically. So there you go. Two two good moves in a row. Um. Uh, you were talking about Verone being a second striker. You know, if the Red Bulls actually managed to play the four-two-two-two like they wanted to, I don't think this would would be as much of an issue. Um, I don't know what the plan is, uh, except for apparently attacking help. I don't know how you're going to get that in there if you're playing a one-striker system because that's what you are right now. 
So unless you go to like a four four two or something like that, you're and then drastically changing the shape of this team. I don't know how that's going to work out. So we'll have to see how that all plays out. Uh, and the, the, okay. go, go ahead. I was going to say with the four two two two. I mean, the thing is, you still have a hole there. I mean, those wingers are more or less attacking midfielders in that scenario. And so, yeah, I suppose you could put move. Uh, Felipe up question and make him a second attacking midfielder kind of, but then you have the whole defensive midfield. I mean, if they do four two 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 and put uh, Verona in the field, I mean, you're, you don't have a role for Grella. Uh, you know, it's there's I can't imagine they're going to make that switch, uh, despite the fact that Jesse Marsh has come out and said they're looking for a striker. Um, you know, I, I just think that'd be an unwise move um, to bench one of your best players. Uh, you know, in my Grella right now, uh, just switch the formation, you know? Well, you could get away with it, I think, a little bit if you put Grella with question, because you have the fullbacks coming up anyway, so it's not like you won't have... Uh, I don't know. I, I think you could make it work with Grella. I don't know if they will or not, but that's... Well, whatever. Well, we'll see how that all shakes out. Uh, We're gonna find out in a couple days. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> I, I I highly doubt they're gonna. They tried the four two 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 early in the season. It didn't work, partly because Verone couldn't keep healthy enough to make the system uh, tenable. And at this point in the year, especially needing points, because you get once you get out of the dog days of summer, you're not gonna have this opportunity of dropping points and then still making the playoffs. That they're they're getting very close to that point where they need to win consistently in order to stay in the playoff hunt. Um, we're already eight, eighteen games into the season, so just over halfway. So I don't think you'll see Marsha Bin in the four two three one, and I don't know how he'll fit whatever piece he gets in, and how he'll account for Alex Mule going forward because he's apparently not a ninety minute player at the moment. Um, so we'll see how all that all shakes out. And the first chance we get to see it shake out is this Sunday, as Sherman mentioned. Uh, the New York Rebels are hosting the Portland Timbers. Uh, that game is on Sunday at 6, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN2. I believe it's following the uh, Euro Final, which I think Pat said he doesn't care about anymore. <laughs> nope. France, Portugal. Maybe they'll delay it for a half hour so they can finish that, even though it's on another channel. Never know. <laughs> uh, maybe. Well, I mean, they didn't. They didn't delay NYCFC versus Seattle two weeks ago, so they're probably not this one. I mean, come on, Seattle's bigger than Portland, right? Sure. Uh, Seattle invented soccer, right? So. And they invented ESPN. Yeah. All right. So predictions. I'm gonna go first this time because I can. Uh, I think we're going to see a draw because the Red Bulls. I think will still be a little lethargic from their road trip. Uh, Portland is around that playoff line. They're not doing that great this year, even though they're defending MLS Cup champions. Um, So I see a kind of slow, methodical 1-1 draw. I just don't see the Red Bulls getting the offense going in this one, but and somehow a a makeshift backline will still let a goal in, even though they have Luis Robles there and probably shouldn't. But that's what I'm going with, 1-1 draw. Disappointing, but at least there'll be a point instead of a loss. All right, so who wants to go, Pat or Truman? Uh, Pat gets to go second this time, since I, I had to go last this week, so. All right. Um, you know, Tippers aren't having a great season, so I, I definitely think the Red Bulls have this one, despite the upheaval that's going on right now. Uh, I'm going to go with a 2-1 victory. I mean, you know, I suppose Perrin Al can get on the field. Um, I think Pat's... Pat, I think your dog agrees with you. He does. He does. You know, Paranel can get on the field uh, to kind of, you know, mitigate the fact that we're going to be without Colin again. Uh, then that'll go a long way. So uh, I'm going to go 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, one, win for the Rebels. Have you guys seen uh, what Portland's record is? I know they have zero wins on the road this year. Their record, Jay, is 6-6. Six, six. Six. The number of the beast. So that being said, what I recommend everyone to do going to the game is to throw in some Iron Maiden. Throw in some Slayer if need be. 
But I recommend The Number of the Beast by Iron Maiden when you go into the game. Crank it up full volume, and uh, that's going to power the Red Bulls to a 2 nothing win. I mean, they're home. They got the week off, right? They got to win now. This team hasn't won on the road all year. You know, they slapped around the Sounders. They can slap around that other Cascadia team. Uh, you got to get off the schneid here. It's, it's time. You're finally home. It's been a long trip. Uh, what, four, four straight road games, including the Open Cup game? So come on, man. They got to get their axe in gear or everyone's really going to start panicking. I like a 2 nothing win. Hail Satan. <laughs> Patrick shakes his head. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's move on to Stumping Ground. Is there anything that you guys want to discuss that we haven't talked about yet so far tonight? Uh, Pat, you got anything? Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think anything's happening in the world of soccer that I'm, or even not world of soccer that I want to discuss. Uh, well. Speaking of losing, Sky Blue lost as well uh, this weekend to, I think they lost in Portland, which we can't let happen to us. we got to beat Portland. It's, it's revenge time this weekend. Uh, so, yeah, Sky Blue lost 2-1 in Portland. Uh, they are playing on Saturday. So you can actually go see them and then go to the Red Bulls game on Sunday. So that's a nice little treat because um, they're going to be home 7 o'clock against Houston. So you can actually go to both games this weekend. So there you go. And then uh, real quick, I just want to remind everybody uh, that August 13th is Forza Lucha 4. Forza Lucha, as we're calling it. Uh, um, it's a pun. Yeah. It's going to be at the Rio Lounge. Uh, it's going to start on 1 o'clock. And we're looking for sponsors. So if you have a business, any kind of company, and uh, you want to throw some money our way, email. you can either tweet me or you can email us at uh, ForzaLucha at gmail.com. Pat's going to mute his mic so we don't have to hear that ringing anymore. I'm sure he's going to do that. Sure. I'm sure he's going to do it. You just keep on muting. So anyway, if you want to be a sponsor, get a hold of us. Um, any amount of money helps. It's going to help offset the cost of the ring and insurance and tons of stuff. And then uh, if not, just come out to the show too because the show's going to be awesome. And I'm probably going to talk about it every single week until it happens. Uh, so what I want to talk about is the MLS discovery list because it is stupid. from <laughs> it. Uh, I can't remember the guy's first name. Corona. I think it's, I want to say it's Jose, but I can't. I don't know if that's right. That's racist. <laughs> Joe Corona. I was close. I was close. I just found it, Joe. I was. I, was, I only added one letter. It's okay. Uh, he wants to come to MLS, but apparently some team has a discovery claim on him. And while the, while no other team has apparently inquired about it or wanting to pay the low low price of fifty thousand in allocation, Pat, you having fun making dinner there, buddy? Yep. <laughs> anything, anything good? What's on the menu? Uh, pasta. Oh, there you go. Enemy mute button. Well, the dog stopped barking, so the phone stopped ringing. <laughs> uh, the good old mute button that I have on my computer right here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe Corona probably wants to come to MLS. Some team has discovery claim on him. Um, this is like saying that some team has, quote, discovered Messi, you know? Um, yeah. I, in fairness, it's a very low price to get him off a discovery list, but, you know, for a team that wants to take a flyer on him, $50,000 may not be a, an asking price that's worth it. So, and the Red Bulls have used it before to their advantage where they have gotten money from other teams for players, but I just want to say that this is a, such a stupid rule and needs to be taken away. I understand the point of it in terms of actually discovering unknown talents in other countries, but when it comes to bigger names, it is just ridiculous. It's it's dumb. I mean, we've talked about it plenty of times on various issues, various rules with this, this league. This league ever, I mean, this whole, we're going to be a top league by 2022. That is not happening with these dumb, dumb roster rules. I mean, it's just like, you got to get into the 21st century MLS. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, we have to wait now for what, four more years to the next collective bargaining agreement. So nothing's going to change until then. 
I think it's... I thought it was only three years for some reason. I don't know. Maybe I was wrong about that. I thought five, but uh, I mean, I could be wrong. Well, either way, the collective bargaining agreement, the players could have gotten a lot more out of it than they didn't. So, all right. Uh, anything else you guys want to bring up? Uh, that's all I got besides the, uh, you know. Yep. And Pat's just sitting there eating his pasta. Damn right. <laughs> all right, so let's wrap this one up. You can uh, visit us. Wait, wait, what? Sorry, I forgot something. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, come on, man. Go ahead. Listen, terrible team of the week. Do you have to write this down? I mean, what's happening? It's it's written down. I was just... Yeah, rushing along. Rushing us along like we have to talk to somebody at any moment. Jeez, Louise. Or, or I have to edit this show. Yeah. Uh, real quick, terrible team is definitely Orlando City for not only losing to uh, FC Dallas for nothing, but then getting your coach fired. So Adrian Heath is out the door. Uh, it's funny that they mention it. He's the only coach they've ever had. Well, they've only been around for a year and a half, so... Not that big of a deal. But, yeah, so, yeah, when you lose 4-0 and get your coach sacked, you're pretty much the terrible team of the week. So, wait, he was coaching a team when they were a team in uh, Austin under the USL? No. That's why I'm saying it's, they said it. They said the article said it's the only team, uh, the only coach they've ever known. Ooh. Yeah, that's, listen, that's what it said. I had a laugh, too. Huh. Yeah. I only look that listen, up now. Orlando City SC passed part of the ways with Adrian Heath on Wednesday night, firing the only head coach in club history. So there you go. Such such a shame. Unfortunately, oh wait, shit. He oh wow, Adrian Heath was their coach for all the time in Orlando, even in the USL. Jesus Christ, I didn't realize that. Well, there you go. Now I have to go back to the I think it's the Austin Aztecs. But as as you know, the only thing that matters is MLS, right? Well, that's it. Garber. That's it. Yeah, I guess. We're the only league that exists. <laughs> oh, one more thing I forgot. You know, we talked about Adrian Heath. The Red Bulls actually take on Orlando City SC on Wednesday. We completely forgot about it. What? I know. What? Imagine that, a game we've got to talk about. By the way, looked it up. Adrian Heath is the only coach of the MLS team Orlando City the USL team Orlando City, and the previous incarnation, the Austin Aztecs of USL. That is bananas. Crazy. 2009. Wow. 2016. Well then, bully for him, I say. So this will be interesting to see how they play without their coach. Uh, granted, they'll have a game in under their belt before that, but still. Um, so as with all of our win... win uh, I can't talk anymore. As with all of our midweek predictions, these are made with a big fat asterisk, meaning subject to change, because we have no idea how we're going to feel going into Wednesday after the game on Sunday. So look for us to retweet our predictions before the match on Wednesday, if we remember, because sometimes we forget. Anyway, Pat, since you didn't get to go first last week or earlier in the show, you get to go first now. What do you think is going to happen on Wednesday against Orlando? Uh, I think, you know, it's never good when a team changes its head coach in the middle of the season, so I think that's going to play very nicely into the Red Bulls' hands. I think uh, we're going to have a good six points total coming out of these next two games. Uh, so I'm going to say, I, I mean, I can see it being a bit slower, just because, I mean, it might be a bit tired. So I'm going to go with a one nothing win for the uh, Red Bulls. Uh, I think if the Red Bulls can win this game, then they're going to get down there and hopefully get a point in Disney World. I like a 1-1 one, one, uh, draw. Uh, we already played him in Disney World, by the way. So we're not going back we're there. We're playing him again. Yeah. We're not going back there, though. Anyway. Um, I it think... a, oh, it's a home game. I apologize. I, okay. Listen, I am so into this Mets game right now, I don't even know what life so, is. Are you revising your prediction? I apologize. Now, now I'm going to revise my prediction and 2-1 uh, win. Mm. Until I change it again after Sunday. But look at the difference that playing home makes. Yeah, well, it's a huge difference. Big time. And oh. thankfully, the, thankfully, the game after Orlando is in, is in Philly, so it's not like they have to go very far afterwards. Can I make one more super ultra crazy prediction? Oh. For Wednesday? Wait, is, this, is this your official like scoring prediction, or is this just an off the wall prediction? No, off the wall prediction. All right, go ahead. Derek Etienne plays in this game. Oh, crazy. Oh. Oh, man. He's, he's going to put those moves on that he put on uh, yesterday. Oh, moves, baby. Wait, is he even on the senior roster? 
He will be. Are you saying they're going to sign him with the allocation money they just got? Is yep. that what you're saying? $150,000 <laughs> of allocation money. Allocation money. That'd be kind of amazing, spending allocation money on a USL player. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, is he even USL? I think he's still technically academy. Well, hell, I mean, they, they, they spent DP money on a guy no one's ever heard of, so. Well, I don't know. Um, all right, so for me... Uh, since I forgot to do this, by the way, 7.30 p.m. on Wednesday at Red Bull Arena, games on MSG. Um, I think it's going to be another one of those games where it's, you know, the Red Bulls are just tired and stuff gets drawn out. I think they are going to win. I'm going to say, I don't really want to say one nothing or 2-1, but I feel like it's a one-goal game. I don't think it's going to be a three-goal game. So I'm going to have to steal from somebody. I'm I'm sorry, Truman. I'm gonna say two one. It's the Red Bulls are gonna. They're not gonna be up there for three goals. Neither are Orlando. And you know what? If they, God bless them, if they get three goals on Wednesday, I, <laughs> I just don't see that. You know, they spent a crazy two and a half, three weeks with a long road trip. They get a week off, but then they immediately play another three game stretch over a week period. You know there's going to be squad rotation after what happened with NYCFC that there's no way Marsh is not going to rotate his players. So I think it's going to be a drag him out game. I'm going 2-1 like Truman, and hopefully the kick starts a nice little winning streak because after Orlando City, it's then Philly, New York City, Chicago, L.A., Montreal. Basically, Outside of an LA game, Vancouver game, and CCL, it's Eastern Conference the rest of the way. So this is going to be critical from now on that they start winning games. Right. All right. So let's wrap this one up. You can visit us at onceametro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. You can help us by going to patreon.com slash red bull rant and throw a few bucks our way. You can email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. You can call us at 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash redbullrant. On Twitter, at redbullrant for the show, at Stooge for myself, at pmacd82 for Pat, at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, basically any place you can get a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. Win, you sons of bitches. Yeah, this first game I've gone to this season. Get me some three points. All right, so for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode 190 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Lights.